Back whenever I was in college, iTunes had kind of just coming out and Pandora just coming out. That new new music streaming was like kind of a popular thing. And one of the songs that I discovered that I really, really liked, which maybe you've heard of, maybe not, was the Matchbox 20 song. It's how far we've come. I don't know if you all know, familiar with it, but it's basically one of the lyrics is, I believe the world is burning to the ground, but I, hey, I guess, oh well, I guess we're going to find out. Let's see how far we've come. Let's see how far we've come. So anyway, I, that doesn't do the song justice at all. So please don't, don't judge the song based off of my interpretation of the lyrics or the way I say it. It's, it's a much more fast beat, exciting song than, than what it sounds like. But, you know, as a college student regularly listened to music, you know, I was getting into the beat and getting into the, to, into like the rhythm of things and not really paying, paying attention to the words until years later, I got nostalgic as a seminarian and I was like, man, let me like go back to my college days. Let me see what it's all about. It's so like, you know, I'll go pull up the song. And I was like, this is the exact viewpoint of the world without Jesus Christ. This is how we see the universe without the Lord. The wor- a world that's burning to the ground. There's nothing you can do about it. And we'll just see what happens. This is how far we've come. This is how far we've come. A kind of a state of despair. Like, look, there's nothing we can really do about it. We're just on this trajectory, going down, and that's life for you. We're just burning to the ground. And it's interesting because that's not a new concept. That's a universal concept outside of Jesus Christ. That was, a, in fact, a very, very pagan concept. If we look at pagan religions, it's just nonstop nihilism. I mean, any type of Greek mythology, North mythology, Chinese mythology, it's always about the downward spiral of humanity and how there's no way to climb out of the pit. You're just going down and down and down and there's nothing you can do about it. Which is why these words of today's gospel are so revolutionary. What does he say? He says to his Christians, he says, you are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. You season this life. You preserve this life. You bring this life to fruition. You are the ones who are going to bring the light of God into this dark world that seems to be despairing, that we're all just going to burn to the ground. You are the ones You are the hope of humanity. It's you guys. And it's so amazing because that, quite frankly, is how Christianity spread. Christianity did not spread because people were yelling and screaming, have you been saved? And, you know, went up to people with with the Bible and just demanded that they submit to Jesus right there. Christianity spread because men and women practiced in their lives the good deeds that Jesus Christ commanded them to do and inspired others to follow them. What happened was it took root, and once it took root, they could not expel it no matter how hard they tried. I'll give you an example. In the Roman Empire, one of the things, whenever Christianity was legalized in 313 by Emperor Constantine, a lot of people were really upset because technically the, the state religion was paganism. The worship of the emperor, the worship of the, of the gods of, of, of Jupiter and Saturn and all these, all these Romanized Greek gods. And so what happened was Emperor Julian the Apostate 
emerged on scene in the year 332 and said, you know what, we're doing away with this. We're getting rid of the Christian religion. And we're going back to our roots. We're going to be pagan again. Back to our nihilistic roots. But something, came, something happened. Something happened and he could not quite get, it, get, get his, his agenda pushed. Something came into effect. And what he realized was as he was trying to push paganism on the rest of the Roman Empire, he ran into a problem. And that problem is that people really, really, really liked Christians. Like really liked them. Not just because they had, a little, had joy that other people didn't have. Or not just because, you know, they, they were a little bit more peaceful than other people. But because their deeds were so radically different from the pagans. And this is what Julian says. He says, atheism, which is what they called the Christian faith back then, because it was without the gods. Atheism has been specially advanced through the loving service rendered to strangers. It has been specially advanced through loving service rendered to strangers and through their care for the burial of the dead. It is a scandal that there is not a single Jew, which is also kind of what they, what they called the Christians, a single Jew, there's not a single Jew who is a beggar. And that the godless Galileans care not only for their own poor, but for ours as well. While those who belong to us look in vain for the help that we should render them. Not only do they care for our poor, not only do these Christians care for for their poor themselves, but for ours as well, these non-Christians. One of the the beautiful thing is we've been doing this for centuries. One of my favorite organizations is the Catholic Relief Services. They do a lot of good work around the world. And it's not uncommon for them to go into these pagan villages or Muslim villages and start setting up wells and allowing fresh water to come into the villages for the first time in history. And these Muslims and these pagans will come up to them and say, what are you doing? You do realize we're not Catholic. You do realize we are not on the same side. And you know what their response is? You're right. You're not Catholic. But I am. But I am. And this is what Jesus asked me to do. This is what God asked me to do. It's why the the prophet Isaiah says, Thus says the Lord, share your bread with the hungry, shelter the oppressed and the homeless, clothe the naked when you see them, and do not turn your back on your own. In other words, you are the light of the world. You see, this nihilistic standpoint, this idea that the world is burning to the ground, sees a person who's dead and says, you know what, I'm not even going to bother burying them. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Sees somebody who's hungry and says, you know what, it doesn't matter. I want to be hungry one day and nobody's going to take care of me. Forget it. I'm not going to deal with it. See somebody who's, who's without shelter and says, you know what, that's just the way the world is going. I'm done. I'm, I, can't, I can't help you. Sorry. But the Christian says something else. The Christian sees a person who's, who's dead and says, that was a vessel of God. And so I'm going to bury them. That's one of the, that, was, that was one of the first things that Christians used to do. They were, in a sense, they would bury the dead. We'd see somebody homeless. Say, you know what? That was Jesus Christ. Jesus had no home. He, he, had, he had no place to rest his head. I'm going to take care of him. See somebody who's sick, somebody without, without clothing, and takes care of them. And guys, that is what it means 
to be the light of the world. That is what it means to be the salt of the earth. Not simply to preserve our own lives, not to simply be scared of this upcoming doom, apocalypse, whatever that might be, might be the case, but rather living boldly, knowing that yes, the world is not in a great place, but maybe, just maybe, by some of our good deeds, we can change that. Maybe, just maybe, we can at least give it a shot. Knowing full well that yes, even if the world comes, the end of the world comes, it's going to be okay. Because the person that's going to bring about its end is going to be here to start a new beginning. And of course, that person is Jesus. So guys, I want to encourage you to be the light of the world that Jesus commands us to be. Not being afraid to be charitable. Not being afraid to be kind. Not being afraid to be some, do some good deeds, especially for others. Because as we've learned throughout human history, that's how evangelism happens. That's how hearts are converted. Not simply by words, but by actions. By being the salt of the earth and being the spice of life.